Welcome back to Hot Mama Chronicles. I'm Amelia Aubrey, the host for this podcast. A hot mama is a woman who is living in purpose in her own way. It is my honor to welcome our guest today, Tanya Winston, the lead stylist and owner of Be Royal Boutique. Thank you, Tanya, for being here today. Thank you. I'm so honored to be considered a hot mama. Hey. <laughs> And more. <laughs> so tell me your origin story and how you were, how you got started in the business. It's a long story. You got time? Yes. <laughs> All the time for you. <laughs> well, so it, it's just important for me to give that as a backdrop. So uh, from Chicago, or at least I had lived there for the past 16 years before coming here to Boston. I've been here about four years. And uh, my good friend and I would always spend you know, once a month on a Saturday, we'd go to the north side. And if you're from Chicago, anyone listening from Chicago know that that's, right, not where it's opposite of the south side, right? Right, right, so, right. No, for sure. <laughs> and we would go up, up to the north side on a Saturday and just shop all the cute boutiques. Wow. And, and it's just where, you know, we would find unique styles that not everybody was wearing, you know, the same thing from Nordstrom or TJ Maxx right, right, or whatever, right? Yeah. Because that you see all the time. So we just fell in love with that. And so our ritual was to go and have breakfast, go shopping, and then, of course, to have dinner while we're there. We made a whole entire day of it and just loved that time uh, with her. And so after doing that several times, I've I felt like I want to have this, one of these boutiques. Like, I want to own one of these boutiques. How exciting it must be to be able to choose these styles right. and put them in a store and help women find their unique style um, to go out there in the world. And so, um, lots of time passed, and I've been working for a major bank um, for many years, for over 15 years. And wow. then I was. Uh, yeah, yeah, and we were all laid off, like my entire department globally. It was a wow. global program that I was a part of. We were laid off across the world. Wow. And so um, when I got my <laughs> word that that was happening and the initial shock, and then it was like, wait, this is an opportunity. I right. always wanted to have my own store. I was kind of not, you know, it's not like it was a job that was felt like it was my calling or anything. So um, I began to put down the steps to my own store. Wow. But, you know, as they say, make plans and then God watch God. <laughs> right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so we found out that not only were we expecting our second child, but also that we were moving across the world, across the country to Boston. And my oh husband's going to start school here. And wow. so, so yeah, so things got put on hold. Okay. A little bit. And, um, but with this new status of student and no longer employee, and I'm not an employee, <laughs> um, that meant we didn't have funds to open a store. Yeah. And so we had to figure out, well, I just thought, you know, I'm just going to have to wait until he finishes this program, which we're going on year four. Right. Um, <laughs> and he encouraged me not to give up on the dream. He probably was saw that light maybe had dimmed a little bit. Um, being an at-home mom was a big change for me. I can imagine. Um, you know, I'm an older parent. And so I've but you worked look most fabulous. Of my life. Oh, thank you. Thank okay, you know, thank please. You know, yes, I, I am proudly to say I am. I just had a birthday last week, so I'm 44. Happy belated birthday! Yes, thank you. And um, 
So I had to, you know, figure, so I wasn't, I, I wasn't sure what I was gonna do. So he decided, he suggested that I continue with the dream of the boutique, but do it online. And I'm like, mm, it's never crossed my mind to do it. Like, I mean, there's a lot of stuff online right. now, but just in the last four years, it's a big change. Yeah, e-commerce right? is huge now. And um, I mean, you're used to it from ordering from a store, you know, right. but individual local entrepreneurs having online businesses, online boutiques is kind of a new thing. Even when yeah. I go to trade shows today, they can't quite wrap their head around, oh, it's online, I don't get it, right? They right. don't get it. And I actually have some companies that don't want to buy with me. But anyway, um, so we did it. And then uh, July of 2016 is when we launched the business online. So it took a little while from when the concept, and of course I filed my paperwork before my last day um, at my uh, corporate position, but it still happened. And so we opened online and then... Uh, had to figure out what to do to get people online with me. So your boutique is called Be Royal Boutique. Tell yes. me about how the origin story of the name and like what yeah. you sell and and just the t- the type of woman that that buys and is a Be Royal woman. Well, so here's the thing: after your second child, and um, for me, I was in a place where I didn't know people. Um, I was not feeling royal or beautiful mm-hmm. or <laughs> any of those things right I had two babies under two I was quite tired and not looking um, great and so the business had originally been named monarchy clothing but once we were ready to go live found that there are quite a few companies named monarchy clothing and it's very different mostly uh, menswear but um, they're out there and so I had to come up with a name and I just felt like you know starting the business starting the buying process and looking for styles for my store it made me come alive and that you know looking good really does make you feel good um and i've i've had this i've tested this not just me but with other women that i've helped style it just they just light up um from a change in wardrobe and it definitely did that for me so i feel like you know everyone should feel beautiful and royal Mm. and that's my boutique Wow. Um, and it was very important to me always from the initial concept, because it's not what I was seeing in the stores on the north side, to be inclusive in terms of size. Because I come from a, a family where a lot of women are not a, a size six or a size two, right? Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to, um, and a lot of the clients that I have worked with, which were mostly my friends, but, <laughs> but even um, at the beginning, but even since then, right, have been people who felt like they couldn't find things that complemented their size right. or their shape. And yes. so, um, and then so it's interesting when I say that, I think about meeting with SCORE, um, a, a nonprofit that will help small businesses. And I'm talking about, you know, I want to make sure that I include plus sizes. In fact, I was only going to do plus size initially. And they just didn't get it. They're like, really? Do you think there's a market for that? Mm, yeah, I do. Absolutely. Hi. <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm in the market. Hello. <laughs> I, I do. And, but, you know, I won't go into who I was talking to. But 
right? It, um, that was the type of thing that, and, and I, I run into that as a problem even with trade shows and yeah. looking for our styles. But nevertheless, that's how we came about, and that's what we're about. Well, spoiler alert, I've bought a couple of pieces from Tanya, and her clothing is just amazing. And so, you know, considering that we're in fall, and fall is one of my favorite seasons only for the fashion alone, talk about some of the trends that you're seeing and the three essentials that women should have in their wardrobe that will last them, you know, from now until the new year. Well, I think, as you know, you always see me in some riding boots as soon yep. as it gets a little cold. Um, and I think it's something that always is in style. So one of those essential pieces and that's in style um, definitely is some comfortable riding boots because you could put that. I love it with my A-line dress um, that I have on today. I wear these. I can wear them to work. I can walk to work well, and not feel uncomfortable. So um, whether they have a heel or not, riding boots just, I don't know, it's always, it's kind of like a leather jacket. It okay. just always is one of those staples that works um, for work and for after work. Um, but what's uh, really in now are, it's weird, it's like these um, <laughs> the jumpsuits, but they're kind of, they're not necessarily girly. It's not frilly. It doesn't have uh, ruffles and all this stuff. But they mm -hmm. come in like an olive or camel color. And it's a whole jumpsuit. And it's kind of like work. It looks almost looks like work gear. But I'm seeing it everywhere. Yeah. I'm seeing it everywhere. And so that's definitely a trend. Um, I think it's just, you know, how do you extend the romper into the fall? It's a right. jumpsuit, right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and I have to say, jumpsuits work a lot better for us petite girls than the rompers. Rompers has got to be a special romper to, right. to, to work right when we don't have that torso. So. Yes. Um, so that's definitely um, a thing. But also jewelry. Like, oh, my gosh. oh, I love the, the jewelry you have on thank today. Thank you, thank you, thank See, you. It's, a, it's, it's, you know, I feel like a good piece of statement jewelry, especially a necklace, it just pops the wardrobe. So whether it's you pulling a color out of um, a dress that has several colors, mm -hmm. or like you in a monochrome one color dress and then you put a louder color with it, just accentuates the yes. whole style. And also it lets you be able to use that same dress if you want to in a week or so with another necklace and it's like a whole nother outfit. Right. So definitely I say um, statement jewelry is something that every girl should have. For sure. In her wardrobe. I like to um, offer really different um, jewelry. Yes. Um, that really makes the outfit. I mean, that's what you'll find with um, Bibra and I think that's a, a trend that is um, one of those staples that stays over time to time too. And then... For the last, um, so we talked about um, the shoes and the boots, but and the clothes. Oh, I guess I gotta be three already. Yeah, well, and I think the other piece too that is, I've noticed that's really interesting that I've seen you wear a couple of times is the the leopard print, like jaguar. Oh, all like God, every like yes. animal print as a whole is a staple. Girl, whether what it's animal in the shoe. do you want right right now? Like, <laughs> yes, it's rather the python snake animal um, or the leopard or the cheetah yes those are definitely in so i have combined those two into um, what's new for my fall wardrobe i have a leopard jumpsuit oh <laughs> i love that <laughs> that's so cool so in terms of you making the leap from chicago to boston becoming a new mom 
then you started this boutique like you have literally walked this line of what I call unwavering unshakable faith and then you're a wife and a mom so you're balancing so much so talk to me about how you balance (laughs) like how are you doing all this and she looks amazing guys like literally she looks like she she says she's 44 but I don't I I need to see receipts okay (laughs) you are so kind um I don't know if I do balance it um I think that's always a work in progress in terms of trying to do that um as a mom, I think you always feel that mom's guilt. I don't know if any of you all out here understand where I'm coming from, but you do, right? So just as you are, you put everything in place to make sure they're good, and then when you go out, you're about to leave out the door, they go, are you leaving? And then your whole world just crumbles, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know if it'll get better as they get older, but I don't know. Um, if I have quite found that perfect balance yet. But I have to say that I wouldn't be able to do this without a good partner in my husband. Um, He's very supportive Mm -hmm. of the business and of me. Um, He is that existential arm to, um, I call him the muscle, as well as the CFO for the business. Um, That's good. I couldn't, um, and certainly, you know, he has the kids um, when I'm away. And um, in certain seasons, like the season coming up, it's almost every weekend that I'm doing a pop-up, right? Or uh, in the middle of summer, right? In June and July, I'm doing a pop-up every, almost every weekend. So um, definitely have to give a shout out to Mr. Winston. That's awesome. Well, shout out to you, Mr. Winston. And for all you ladies out there, there's another probably podcast in itself with Tanya about how to find the right partner, period, (laughs) the end. Okay. But I will say that for another time. Um, In terms of starting a business, you know, a lot of people out here that are listening are probably wondering, they're working their nine to five, you know, they want to do their side hustle so that becomes their true hustle. And just listening to you in terms of how you started, it was, it took time. And so, but you still, like, had, like, a plan, you were kind of focused, and, like, the fact that you worked in finance and then were able to pivot, even at different transitions in your life, can you talk to us about kind of how one does that? Like, what are the steps that you took in terms of, okay, I know this is something that I want to do. Like, what are the steps that you took to, to create it? You know, I think there's a, probably a lot of individual stories when it comes to entrepreneurs and women entrepreneurs and how they got there. For me, um, right, the start of it was a little bit easier because at the time I wasn't working another job. However, I would, in my defense, I would say two kids at home was another job. Well, and I would agree with you. Hello, somebody. <laughs> right? So, not nine to five, like 12 to 12. Um, another job with... Uh, um, at that time would have been probably a six month old. So it was um, still really challenging and difficult. And so to have that support there was um, was important, but also to have that grind is just something you've got to have. So the way it was able to work for me is one, I wasn't going um, away from the home to a nine and five, but I still was there with two kids looking at me to be entertained. So I had to do a lot of the work in the night right and so once right once everybody went to bed (laughs) at around 10 o'clock is when 
I would be able to work on building my website because I built my website myself um, is when I would find, um, reach out to people and try to find different events to be able to do, to just do my research and what a website should look like and what, and just read, right, about the industry and what other boutique owners are doing. Um, that type of thing had to happen at night. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the 10 to midnight or or later, right? Because it was like finally just having some time to myself. I would find myself, um, that's when I would check my emails. That's when I would do anything that was really just for me had to be after they went to bed. And remember, they're not in school. So right. you try and get them to go to bed. <laughs> the biggest girl. I know. Because they weren't necessarily tired. Yeah. Where <laughs> do was, they get all this energy from? That's why I always ask. I wish I could tap into it. <laughs> well. <laughs> so I would say... Um, you know, that's what and how it worked for me. And so now um, that I went back to work, because, you know, my sister had used all that, pretty much all that severance pay from getting laid off, um, I had to go back to work. And so so now a lot of it is still doing it where I can. So I, I use my lunch hour a lot um, to do what I can um, with the business. And then in the evening, again, when everybody's down um, to go to sleep and so it's just um, you got to juggle it and you got to be a, a prioritize and I use lists right in terms of the goals I have to get accomplished because I can't do it all and right. I, you know you find yourself I did anyway um, like a hamster just running in a circle so when I finally did get a minute to do something I didn't even know which one to start on first because it's like so much that needs to be done right um so, but also I want to make sure I say too is to find programming. Um, I found programming in the community where I live that was available to me um, to learn more about being an entrepreneur and then running my business and, and developing a business plan and, and how to work with the business and how to find funding. So those those opportunities are out there. Make sure you look for them. Um, yeah. No, thank you so much for sharing that. So, you know, the name of our podcast is Hot Mama Chronicles. And a hot mama is a woman I admire who's going after life in purpose, on purpose, in the pursuit of their version of greatness. Do you think hot mamas are born or made? (laughs) You know, I think that... um that you know there's certain qualities that or skills that you have that are probably something that you're born with or innate and I think more of that is the uh, determination right comes from inside and that could be to do anything so some people are very very determined um, to be a great swimmer and some people are very very determined right and, and where there's others who are like oh I kind of like swimming and I so you can still both get to the same place. It's just, you know, kind of how you get there. Right. Um, and, and being open to and being willing to ask for help and, and, and seeking more information to, to help you get there. So I think that there are some who might have a little bit of a bump because they were just born with that drive in there. But the biggest part, right, is if you're doing something that's purposeful. That, yes. Uh, that is already just what you love to do that you have passion for, I think that's what puts you above. No, 
I, I think that's a good point. So I want to just take the time to acknowledge you for your hot mominess and just for your work and how you show up in the world. You're an amazing mompreneur, a great spirit, and you're so stylish beyond words. So I just want to take the time to say that. And uh, for my audience that's listening, we will definitely have links to Tanya's shop online. And if you can, tell the people where you're going to be this um, fall in terms of pop-ups and things that you're doing. Um, so, so far booked, um, we're, I'll be back at um, Black Market um, Small Business Saturday. Okay. So make sure you come and check us out. I believe the I believe it's going to be open from 12 to 7 p.m. So that's in Dudley Square. So make sure you come and check us out. And then there's a lot of small like conferences and things like that I do. So I, um, usually at Metco conference. So hopefully I'll be there. You all look for me there. But I post all my events on my website, and that's b no e royalboutique.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tanya, for your time today and continue to strive and be fabulous and be royal, as always. Thank you for listening to the Hot Mama Chronicles. Please share with your networks. And remember, the road to being a hot mama is about the journey and not the destination. Thank you. Thank you.